0: Hello, and welcome to my podcast. I'm Raul Sandoval, and today we're going to talk about Brazil. Not the quintessential palm tree, gorgeous beaches, and football-loving Brazil. No, we're going to talk about how Brazil's various institutions, both secular and non-secular, disenfranchise the sex tourism industry and sex workers in general. Moreover, I want to discuss Brazil's role in subjugating female sex workers in the 2016 Olympics. I will reference a set of articles talking about the general overtone sex tourism has in brazil and how institutions oppress sex workers despite its legality let's begin sex work in brazil has been decriminalized since 1830 eight years after they formally declared independence from portugal however throughout the time laws regarding sex work have been vague and unfavorable towards sex workers according to an upside down article which talks about the history of legal prostitution in brazil they state that the laws regarding sex work throughout the 1900s were so deeply scrutinized by government authorities that they will raid various sex-related businesses and brothels in cities such as São Paulo. By de facto, this drove sex workers to work in more unreliable and isolated environments, such as in the streets and potentially dangerous neighborhoods at night. Due to this shift, sex workers demanded an organization to back them and advocate for the rights. A New York Times article talks about the organization which was known as the Brazilian Network of Prostitutes, abbreviated BNP, which was founded by two prostitutes, Gabriela Leti and Rodes Barreto, in 1987. The group and their leaders wanted to evoke a conversation in Brazil that talked about state repression, health care, and various other social and economic dilemmas. The article also talks about the HIV prevention programs The group initiated which was praised for the creativity, affirmative nature, and overall efficiency in reducing HIV transmissions in Brazilian communities. Gabriela Leti also wanted to effectively communicate to people there should not be negative stigmatization of prostitutes because it leads to the humanization of prostitutes. In an interview with a Brazilian reporter, she was asked about the word puta which if you guys may not know, it's a, it's a derogatory term you know, equivalent to bitch. Um, and why she liked being called a puta. She says, and I quote, It is because it's true. I'm a puta. End quote. Then she continues by saying this, which I will translate afterwards. Gabriela, socióloga, prostituta. É to translate she says that a lot of quote unquote allies call her sociologist and ex prostitute she then says that she knows what she is and what she is not she says quote for you to see how deep stigma and prejudice goes, it's absurd. I'm not a sociologist. I'm a puta. She exhausts her point because society refuses to respect and even humanize prostitutes. So she reaffirms people that she is indeed a prostitute slash puta to communicate to society that her occupation should not delegitimize her humanity, credibility, sexuality, and civil rights. A Bloomberg City Lab article states that in the early 2000s, let the advocated and helped pass a civil rights bill to Congress to have federal subsidized pensions and social security benefits available to prostitutes in Brazil. This was a remarkable achievement, but it was somehow a quasi-legal status of type of law. Due to this quasi-legal status, there was various witnesses in cities like Nato Rio that reported government authorities illegally arresting prostitutes. According to the article, it states that the authorities were even rob and rape the sex workers. Prosecutors also brought charges against pimping and possible sex trafficking. However, those charges were dropped in which the judge classified the prosecution as an anti-prostitution crusade to hurt the city's image. As we can see, prostitutes in Brazil do not obtain equal citizenship in which their civil and human rights are frequently violated. Although there have been substantial and positive legislative changes towards the sex tourism industry, such as federal pensions and social securities, we will see how more law enforcement during the 2016 Rio Summer Olympic Games further criminalize sex workers and put them at a greater risk of danger. yes. Policing in 2016 endangered the Brazilian prostitutes more during the Olympic Games as opposed to when there weren't any games. After the break, we will see how the police endangered the Brazilian prostitutes more during the Summer Olympic Games in Rio de Janeiro. According to an article published by King's College in London, they mentioned a visible policing presence that made potential clients sway away from areas with a heavily concentrated network of prostitutes. These areas were agreed upon by the prostitutes beforehand because it was a place they were all familiar with. The article states, quote, the disruption to the normal geographies of prostitution forced sex workers to work in unfamiliar environments, placing more risk in under safety. End quote. The research analyzing the sex workers realized that most of them were being harassed in the mo- more dangerous environment slash neighborhood, in which then they found themselves sub- subsequently in these third party places, such as the brothels, and other sex organizations. These were brothels that sometimes ripped off the prostitutes by taking a huge pay cut from their services. It's important to note that the third-party sex planners are criminalized in Brazil. It's illegal to be a pimp, basically. However, the prostitutes were being forced to work in them because of the protection it provided in comparison to the more dangerous streets. They were being exploited by the third parties, and the prostitute could not report the brothels because they were safer there, and they would subsequently incriminate themselves. You could obviously see how this exploitative labor system was initiated and developed by government officials. And they are the same officials and authorities. They will also criminalize them for partnering with third-party orga- sex organizations despite them doing that in order to feel safe because they were the ones that displaced them in the first place. It's a system perpetuated by the police in which it oppresses sex workers and diminishes and completely erases their labor and civil rights. Happened throughout the entirety of the Olympic Games, like it—it it was the the Brazilian government wanted to "quote unquote" clean up the city, in which they didn't want to be seen um, the city the of Rio de Janeiro as a hypersexual city that has you know prostitutes everywhere, I guess. But at the same time, they further disenfranchise the sex workers that they um, you know, worked so hard to, you know, pass the law for well, some some Congress people, but you know, they were just basically stripping the rights out of some workers in order for the country to look quote unquote good. And you could see why Letty reinforced herself as being a prostitute, as being a puta, because she believed that if if the, the word and the occupation was, you know, unstigmatized, then they would be treated as, you know, regular laborers with with civil rights and labor rights and social and political rights. And you could see in a clear example in the Rio 2016 Summer Olympics and how government officials sought them and treated them Kind of as criminals, and that's because they of the foreign perception they wanted to obtain, in which I I believe that that is very messed up. And it does not stop there. Another New York Times article states that a group of individuals want to f- federally criminalize prostitution, which gained momentum post the two thousand sixteen Rio Olympic Games. Those individuals are tied to the evangelical church, a religion that has increased dramatically over the last couple of decades. The article mentions an evangelical pastor named Pastor Medida that classified prostitution equally as taking drugs, such as heroin and cocaine. The rise of evangelicalism also contributed to the election of Yael Bolsonaro, a far-right politician who was considered severely controversial and is now president of Brazil. His stance on prostitution seems not to be publicized by any possible news articles I could find, but I found an interesting revelation by an anthropologist studying sex work in Brazil. Dadias Balenci, an anthropologist at the Federal University of Rio de Janeiro, has researched has researched sex work in Brazil since two thousand fourteen. He says that the president has reopened certain bratos. Which were in the process of being closed for some reason. He also observes that a more progressive brothel at the same time, which was known for the fair working conditions and liberal ownerships, named Cuarto por Cuarto in Rio de Janeiro, was set up in flames. Although there was no correlation to the Bolsonaro administration, it seems somewhat suspicious for the president to open certain bratos that unfavor, you know, sex workers while a Brato that is known for fair compensation and working condition gets set on on fire. The anthropologist also says that this is Brazil's corruption at its finest. Law enforcement, civil judges, and gangs and and the pimps running the Bratos renegotiate profit profit shares from the Bratos, Um, the brothel that Bolsonaro decided not to close. And it's also worth noting that the sex workers did not have any say in these underground negotiations. As I conclude this segment talking about Brazil and their sex tourism and how it disenfranchises sex workers, I want to say this. I believe it's a multifaceted dilemma, but not for the Brazilian government, but rather for the sex workers. We can see all these types of formal and informal, secular and non-secular institutions that are putting sex workers more endangered and taking away some of their autonomous labor rights. And this is all driven not only from misogyny, but also racism and classism. I do not want to assume that all sex workers in Brazil come from underprivileged socioeconomic backgrounds. However, most women that participate in the industry do it out of the need to have some type of monetary compensation in order to provide for their families. Most women are also black mulata, like pardo preto, that participate in the industry. And to conclude the segment, all I want to say is that I believe Brazilian society should pay closer attention to their labors, to the sex workers, rather than being worried about foreign perception, a.k.a. cleaning up the city. Like how we saw in the real Olympics. If an economic industry is booming in your country, rather than taking advantage of the workers, why don't you give them more incentive, more protections? Sex workers deserve to be safe at all costs. Like, that's such a weird statement to say, but some people don't believe that. They deserve to be treated as an integral part of the country's economy. They should punish pimps that take advantage of the labor, and prosecute authorities that have committed atrocious and inhumane crimes against them. But as as for now, we could only rally around universal decriminalization of sex work. So the unionization could take away to provide universal protection, subsidized, subsidized benefits, and overall safety for the sex workers, not only in Brazil, but around the world. Thank you for your time listening to my podcast today, discussing and revisiting events such as the 2016 Rio Summer Olympics and how it negatively affected the sex workers in Brazil. I hope you took away something from the discussion and enjoyed it, and I wish you all a wonderful day. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.